Yippee Kaye, motherfuckers. <laughs> it's Cocktails and Classics. Oh, no. This week, we watch Die Hard, the long debated Christmas movie. I'm your host, Dylan. Joining me this week are Zach, Ben, and Cam. And our first ever guest on the show, author, filmmaker, musician, Randall Cooper. Thank you. Oh, hey, how's it going? <laughs> Thank you. Thank you. Randall and I, uh, we, we collaborate a bit. Uh, we're, we're good friends. Uh, Randall, and we, we kind of just wanted to get your, your gauge on movies. I, I know your taste. We, we talk a lot, but for everyone else. Yeah, I was texting Dylan earlier, and I was basically saying, before we get into this, I think we need to establish a baseline for movies. So I asked Dylan to come up with a list of our most controversial movie-rated <laughs> uh, picks, and you're basically going to tell us how you feel about them. Okay. And we'll talk about it. <laughs> Should we oh. should we go on like a high low or like I think you just no I think you don't tell him the context and you just throw out the thing like no context this is the movie not go. the movie the thing we all know how everyone felt about that but like other movies. <laughs> <laughs> yeah you just throw out the movie and then get his unbiased take on it how we felt and then we'll just discuss from there sounds fun uh so this one I know I know you feel one way or the other on this one uh we'll start with Heather's What'd you think on that? Oh, I'd give that like a nine. <laughs> Would you like Good. to explain why? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I'd love to. Uh, I just think it's a unique script, and it's something I don't really see a whole lot of, and it's definitely a dark comedy. And it's like, I feel like it parodies dialogue in a lot of movies during that time, and it also kind of like turns... John Hughes on his head and John Hughes has some like problematic themes in his movie and like that movie knowingly leans into them and just kind of it, it feels like a parody in some ways and it's over the top and it's fun and it's quotable I think it is quotable I'll give you that uh <laughs> I gave it a pretty well, middling rating but how would you feel <laughs> if I told you somebody gave it a two um I would just I might call them a normie and then they don't get it <laughs> all right <laughs> well, no, what's the difference with a chainsaw What's but would you quote? <laughs> would you quote this movie in public, like at a <laughs> at a restaurant, and you're talking with a friend, and you'd be like, "Fuck me gently with a chainsaw in public." Uh, yeah, I mean, I wouldn't scream it from <laughs> mountaintops or anything, but I might. Like the situation arose. Yeah, naturally. Yeah, you know, you got to be in the right company, sort of a thing. But another thing too, I wanted to mention is that the set design in that movie is killer, and some of the shots are I get really the joke. pretty. I get the killer, joke. huh? Yes. I wasn't going for a pun there. <laughs> oh, then then you're gonna have a tough time on this podcast. <laughs> Another one that has, I, I think originally it wasn't as controversial, but now I would say maybe uh, Indiana Jones: Raiders of the Lost Ark. Wow, you know what? I'm so fortunate. I just saw that movie for the first time like three days ago. Wow, wow. wow. It, what, so what, what do you, you think? What would you give it? What would you? I, I give it an eight. Wow, Ooh. that's really high. Yeah, that would be higher than everyone else on here, actually. Really? Yeah, the highest wow. here was a seven and a half. No kidding. And honestly, I'm, I'm... I would downgrade it after watching it. Or not watching it again, but after thinking about it more. I was going to say, it's it's interesting because I would probably, and I know it's hindsight, but the fact that season one was going really objective, subjectively, I probably would have ranked that movie higher. You guys have reviewed a ton of movies that I haven't watched. And it takes me forever to watch a movie. Um, so I just didn't listen to that episode in particular because I'm like, well, damn, I haven't seen that yet. So had to pass. Yeah, I think I gave it like a seven at the time, but I don't know. I just I think I was too overhyped on it and my expectations were not met. Like it was basically like kind of full of plot holes and like, I don't know. I, I can't think of any plot holes off the top of my head. Uh, the biggest one in, is just like, I don't know, maybe it's nitpicky, but at the very end, you know, it's like they get to this, essentially it's like, you know, they're like, oh, we can't find this area, right? We can't find the crypt or whatever we're trying to find. Uh, we can't, we, we're trying to find the Lost Ark. And it's like, they finally find it. And, you know, Indiana Jones in this tomb that has been like sealed off forever and no one's gone in there, right? And they finally like find a way out, and it's like right next to the helipads where like the like the bad guys are like taking the ark. And it's like 
It was right next to them the whole time, and they didn't like think to just knock down the wall. And, like, it's because Nazis are stupid, Cameron. <laughs> <laughs> USA. They did open the USA. <laughs> I sort of, with a lot of movies, I just check my brain at the door, and I don't really think things through too much at all. I just kind of buy into it. Unless something's like so outrageous that it pulls me out of the movie, and I'm like, okay, all right, I can't do it, but... Um, that's yeah, funny. now that you mentioned that, that's a very good point. <laughs> I think that is a good thing. Like, uh, if for a movie to just completely sell you on it is is good enough, because it's like you know half the ideas in movies are like, come on, really? Like, like this yeah. would never happen in this situation. But you buy it because it's you're well, having fun and it it works. To I an get extent. that to a point, but like it has to make sense in 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 the universe or whatever, right? Like, it's like, of course, like. You know, Independence Day aliens aren't probably gonna come and like you know try and destroy our entire planet. But like, but if they did, we'd have to spend four hours watching it. <laughs> it was a good uh, movie. You shut your to. mouth. Get to. <laughs> I still that speech is my morning alarm. That's how I wake up in the morning. Is Bill Pullman. That's why Zach always wakes up with a chubby. I was, gonna, <laughs> I was just gonna say that's why Zach always says morning wood. Oh, oh my god. Uh, uh, are there any other ones on there? I don't know if you've seen it. But uh, fan favorite, <laughs> well, oh, not fan favorite. Uh, one of our favorites, uh, one of our most Hubie Halloween. <laughs> have you have you seen the? Uh... I saw you guys reviewed it, but I have no idea what that movie even is. <laughs> it's a 2020 it's... Netflix movie starring Adam Sandler, where he basically reprises a ton of his older movies. Oh, okay. Yeah. So if you if you're a huge fan it. of, uh, so there's a lot of Easter eggs in the movie for the true Sandler fans. Yeah, if you're a big Sandman guy. <laughs> used to be i used to be a huge fan when i was younger but yeah well, his movies were good i know you love i know you love uncut gems <laughs> i did like uncut gems a lot it did not have any references there's, yeah there's no there uncut is... gems references but there's <laughs> yes. plenty of great ones like happy gilmore billy madison um the o'doyles are in even, it there's Little a bunch Nikki, of yeah. there's also a bunch of references to like jack and jill and his other movies and that they <laughs> suck <laughs> How oh, about Clockwork alone. Orange? Oh, oh yeah. Premise alone, I'd give Hubie Halloween like a five. <laughs> <laughs> just based that's on fair. You just that's told that's already like the second highest rating on Hubie Halloween. Hold me to uh, this. That is the most proud that, that, I've ever that, been of a trivia section. That would that would be the highest rating. Yeah. Oh wow. my god. Really? It was that bad. Okay. Yes. All right. So maybe uh, a two. <laughs> oh, oh, you can't go. That would be tied for the game works. <laughs> it currently sits at a 2.88 from us that was oh, our average rating <laughs> but we watched the movie you haven't yet so you should go watch yes. it and maybe you'll change your mind some of us that. watched it a lot <laughs> some Zach of us did watched watch it six, six and a half times. times oh i'm sorry six and a half now that we've got a little bit of a taste of of your idea on movies you've listened to the show so you know we every week we pair a, a cocktail with the movie uh, for this week's cocktail, we did the Yippie Kaye Motherfucker uh, from Britt Crawford. You it's said Motherfucker spicy... like uh, Tommy Wiseau just there. Motherfucker. I mean, Hans Gruber <laughs> kind of sounds like an off-brand no, Tommy Wiseau. Hans Gruber says Yippie Kaye Motherfuck. Motherfuck. <laughs> it's a spicy variant on the old-fashioned, a tribute to John McClane, uh, and it's a terrible pun. It is uh, two ounces of bourbon. Quarter ounce of maple syrup, dash of cayenne pepper, a dash of Angostura bitters, and a twist of lemon. Stir that around, throw it on the rocks. It's pretty good. Uh, I used Larceny. Britt recommends Buffalo Trace. Uh, uh, I almost I also, did the Buffalo Trace. Ooh, I, I did a little bit more maple syrup than she recommends, and a little bit more bitters because I like bitters. And uh, it's actually pretty good. I don't really like old fashions, mm-hmm. but I, I could see myself sipping this, actually. Yeah, old fashioned is like my go-to, uh, and I wasn't sure exactly what to put in this one, so I ended up doing a. I think I did Woodford Reserve Double Barrel, um, and it's pretty good. I'm actually surprised at how good it is. Uh, I was pretty skeptical just because, you know, it's a fair amount of uh, it's it's a lot of whiskey and not a lot of other things, and then it throws in the cayenne in there just to be a little spicy. Uh, but if you do a nut, like if you do much the like just, this podcast, yes, it's a little spicy. <laughs> If you do the just right amount of cayenne, you taste it at the very back of your throat when, like, you're sipping it and not, like, at the front. So, like, it's not super spicy heavy when you start drinking it, but it kind of has that aftertaste, which is nice. Yeah, if you want to know what a 
if you want to know what a TV dinner feels like, you just sip a little bit on this. It'll warm you <laughs> right up. Oh. <laughs> this is a top tier cocktail this, for me. This one, yeah. This is pretty good. My, I, so I uh, attempted to make the cocktail <laughs> and created an abomination. <laughs> it almost felt like when you were a kid and you like combined toothpaste and like, a bunch of booze and a bunch of like stuff in like a cup and just for oh, kicks. No. Maybe you guys didn't do that as kids. No, you know? I, yeah. Like in we college, just... like in what? college when you just had oh whatever you had. <laughs> yeah, so I had I used uh, Bushmills Irish whiskey. <laughs> okay, well there's your start. There's your All start right. of your demise. I did a shot and a half of that, and I did I did actually have maple syrup, uh, Meyer maple syrup though. <laughs> nice. Wait, Meyer maple syrup or Meyer syrup? Meyer, the grocery store maple right. syrup. Oh, but yes, it's maple okay. syrup oh, though. Okay. Yes, it is maple okay. syrup. It was like two dollars. I was wondering if you put like Buttersworth in there or something. <laughs> no, no, <laughs> just straight corn syrup with like butter flavor. <laughs> so I didn't have cayenne pepper, so I used chili powder. Oh no! Okay. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, honestly, like, okay, you say all that, but I think your main mistake was using Bushmills. I think that's the it's, only thing. I didn't have a lemon, so I used an orange. <laughs> so I, didn't, I, I didn't did use not a have a lemon. But I, what I used was, you know how you can buy like at the store like a thing of lemon juice? Yeah. yeah. I, I used like a few globs of that. <laughs> there you go. I didn't have bitters, so I just, I just used bitters, So I just fried into the glass. I didn't have bitters, so instead I used ginger beer. And... Wait, are you serious? <laughs> like I said, it's a little abomination. It's not even the same right. <laughs> Did you finish it? Oh, Randall. Oh, of course I did. Oh, wow. Randall, my man. Did you try it? How oh, was it? man. Did I try it? Yeah, I drank it. I'm not going to drink the whole thing. It. How was it? No, it was did it's you good. Did you try it? He's like, I, I beer poured. Was awesome. <laughs> It's like if I was at a bar, this was like a ten dollar cocktail. I'm gonna drink it. Yeah, yeah I mean, all the you ingredients. Made to go buy, I had to go buy all of the ingredients. You think I was not gonna drink it? Exactly. You basically made like a, a Moscow Mule, but you subbed the vodka for Irish whiskey and added chili pepper for some dumb reason. Exactly. <laughs> oh exactly. my god! I told you guys it was an abomination. <laughs> <laughs> Did it make your experience uh, of the movie better? Oh my god! Yeah, you know what? For so, I and I made like basically made two of them. I got I got kind of <laughs> you like, made a second one. <laughs> I got ripped watching it. <laughs> That's the best way to watch it. I think. Oh man! Oh. If you want to make your own uh, yippee ki motherfucker, uh, check the show notes below. Uh, make one. Send us a picture on Instagram at cocktails and classics pod and use the hashtag cocktails and classics. Uh, we'd love to see what you made. If you make something like uh, Randall made, uh, just pour it right in the drain. You don't even have to suffer through it. <laughs> oh. <laughs> Take the picture first because I want to know what it yeah. looks like. You should. <laughs> see, here's here's the thing about weird cocktails like that. It's only weird if you don't write it down and put it in a medium post. If you do that, then it's an official <laughs> cocktail and you're unique. <laughs> That's what I need to do. Yeah, exactly. There you go. <laughs> Call it the Randall. <laughs> if you do make a uh, a Randall, tell us what you thought. <laughs> I think they have that, and that's actually if you make that, you get like 15 years in prison. I think. <laughs> uh, if you haven't seen Die Hard, it's available on HBO Max right now. So go watch it. Get in the Christmas mood. Uh, sit back, sip on uh, a Yippie Kaye motherfucker, and uh, enjoy the rest of our show. Um, Die Hard. It's a 1988 film directed by John McTiernan, written by Jeb Stewart, the screenplay. It's based off a book by Roderick Thorpe. Uh, it stars Bruce Willis as John McClane and uh, Reginald Vell Johnson, who was uh, freaking Carl Winslow from Family Matters. Um, Alan Rickman plays Hans Gruber. It's the story of an NYPD officer who tries to save his wife and several other co-workers taken hostage by German terrorists during a Christmas party at the Nakatomi Plaza in Los Angeles, California. It uh, sits at an 8.2 out of 10 on IMDb. It's currently number 125 
on IMDb's Top 250. And it was nominated for four Oscars, including Best Sound, Best Film Editing, Best Effects, Sound Effects Editing, Best Effects, Visual Effects. Randall has never seen the film. I believe Ben, Zach, and Cam have. And I have not seen this film before. What? As well, yes. I've never Weird. seen Die Hard. I've seen uh, Die Hard with a Vengeance. Die Hard with a Vengeance. Or oh, yeah. Live Free Die Hard. What, which, there are not both the newest Die Hard one. movies. Those are both Die okay. Hard movies. Uh, with a Vengeance Live? came out in 2005. That's probably the one I've seen. Is that the one with... Uh, there's... Are you sure? I thought it was Die Hard, one, Die like, Harder, just... Die Hard with a Vengeance, Live Free or Die Hard, and then Die Harder. Uh, if you're gonna if you're gonna be a diehard expert i'm i'm gonna turn to you oh yeah diehard with a vengeance came out in 95 yeah the live free or diehard was the 2005 one i think y'all are gonna okay, act i've like seen I the didn't... one with justin long i've seen the one with justin long or no that would that definitely not be a free diehard i think you're thinking of that was accepted? taxi drive yeah. we just review that... accepted instead that's a good movie that's a funny movie oh my god Ask me about uh, my wiener. <laughs> I I have seen Live Free or Die Hard. Uh, okay. I have not seen any of the other ones. All right. Randall has never seen Die Hard, and I want to know, what did you think on your first viewing of Die Hard? I don't know. I feel like um, there's not a lot to say. Uh, maybe there is. I don't know. We can break it down, but I felt like it was just a great movie. Just solid film, and... Um, good action movie and i think it holds up pretty well and i think a lot of people also share the same sentiment and um yeah i don't, I don't know i just feel like it's universally loved and appreciated i liked it though yeah i will say there's 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 not a ton of depth there's no great character arc development hans gruber doesn't become the good guy from 15 minutes in you know what the movie's gonna be but i still think it's super enjoyable yeah, I mean, honestly, I think that there's something, and I, I think there's a little bit of one, obviously, with McLean because of his wife, you know, and, uh, you know, we can say it. He became a feminist at the end of the movie, okay? <laughs> um, but, uh... <laughs> <Becca>? What? <laughs> hey, what about the, what about the character growth of our, of our pal? Remember, remember, Argyle? like... Oh, Okay, I oh, said Argyle, that in jest, but for real. Don't even, don't even shit on Argyle. No, Argyle I'm serious is the it. unsung hero. He's my favorite sweater. I'm serious about Sergeant Powell. Like, he actually grows throughout the movie of, like, this desk jockey cop who's, like, thrust into managing this, situ- this terrorist situation, supposedly, and then at the end uh, gets over his fear of shooting people and kills a terrorist. <laughs> I, now, I want to go back... I want to go back to Cameron's point about how John McClane is a feminist. Okay, all right. Let me break it down for you. At the beginning of the movie, John McClane has been living away from his wife and family for six months. Okay, why? Because she got a better job and he refused to be a part of her life after she got a better job and moved to L.A. to have this great career opportunity. He could have been a cop anywhere. You know, like there's cops in L.A., there's cops no, everywhere. he's got six months worth of work Okay, again, that just thank you for proving my point there. Uh, so then, in the near the end of the movie, he he's like, you know, he's not telling this to his wife because he can't talk to her at the moment, but he's basically like, I'm sorry, I should have followed you here, you had a great opportunity, you know, I should have just like came with you here and supported you and all that stuff, so. And at the I end, he accepts, he accepts her decision. <laughs> he accepts her decision to, to use her own last name instead of his at the end of the movie and introduces yeah. her as Holly Gennaro. It's at that point yeah. she decides to to go by Holly McLean. He yeah. lets it be her choice. So he he has character development, okay? He literally get, he the kind of gets movie, it near the end. He's he's just looking at women <laughs> like <Yep>. staring at them. <laughs> he's at like up on the 20th at the beginning floor. that's before the growth. Well, they were all right, dying off at the end. Pre-growth. the opportunity. He's looking at, like, the naked Playboy calendars posted up on the elevator shaft. Yeah. Like, John McClane is not a feminist at all. <laughs> and literally... Okay, I, it, like I said, it's I, like said the, that, I said that in mostly in jest, but at the same time, he does have some... Like, he does, like, you know, some growth at the end of the movie. Or near, I'll like, say, he know. becomes a better husband. 
Yes. Much like Taxi Driver and Clockwork He becomes Orange, a more supportive husband. <laughs> John McClane is a shit person the whole movie and then still gets away at the end because he gets his wife back. What? What? No. I don't get what? how you can watch this movie and get that as a takeaway. I don't know how you can watch the man trying to save all of the people in Nakatomi Plaza and think he's a shit person because of it. He right. could have sat there and done nothing. He could have left. shitbag cokehead who's like, oh, let me make a deal with you. No, you know what he did? He took the matters into his own hands, and he fought back, and he won. Also, in the beginning of the don't movie... T- don't you talk about Wayne Brady like that. He could have seen... He could have either ran down... He literally could have run down the exit stairs. Like, he literally could have just escaped. It's for my Let's Make a Deal fans out there. Yeah. Nice pop culture reference. I get it. Man, all the old people who watch Let's Make a Deal at 11 a.m. on NBC during the middle of the day are going to be so amped for that reference, hey, Dylan. hey. It's CBS. Okay. <laughs> All right, Cameron's upset. <laughs> oh, I've rustled. It does some come Jimmy's. on, I think, at 10 a.m. on CBS. <laughs> Not that I would know. We don't have to talk about it. Do you think Die Hard is a Christmas movie? The age-old discussion. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, it's referenced so many times, and you even hear some Christmas music, and it's just all—I I, I don't know. There's such a strong Christmas lead-off. Yeah. Uh, I don't know. To me, it's so stupid that it's a debate. Like, just don't even debate it. Whatever. Who cares? Show it around Christmas time. It fits. Yeah, the you people know, that uh, that think that Die Hard, like, they're staunchly against it being a Christmas movie, you really need to, to sit down and rewatch it because the amount of references to Christmas or, like, John McClane in the car, like, oh, do you have any Christmas music? Or, you know, it's Christmas Eve. What are we doing? There, There's too much of that for it not to be more than a backdrop it's definitely a christmas movie why can't action movies be christmas movies exactly is that that's that's like the big oh it's an action movie it's not a christmas movie why can't it be both why not this movie is about a man los dos this movie is about a man trying to keep his family safe and together on christmas eve and if that's not a christmas movie then i don't know what is yeah i just feel like the people that want to argue are just kind of like douchey film bros and i'm sorry cam actually hasn't expressed his opinion yet and if he feels like it's not a christmas movie i'm sorry for calling no, you get it a out douchey now. film bro but that's that's just i don't definitely know it's like you're a, trying to ruffle feathers as a film bro they're simps randall they're simps <laughs> like you're just trying to ruffle feathers just to ruffle feathers see i to feel me, like I'm, the... I'm not cool with whatever see i feel kind of the opposite i feel like if like people who are very I almost said people who feel very diehard that this is a Christmas movie. <laughs> oh, um, but and people you, who and are very adamant it? that this is a Christmas movie, I feel like oftentimes they're the ones that want to ruffle feathers because it's like it's an action movie. At the same time, though, I will say going into watching this movie, I've only seen it like one time and I wasn't like, you know, fully watching it per se. Like it was just kind of on and I was like passively watching it. Going into this, I was like, this is not a Christmas movie. I can kind of see how you could say that, but I don't think it is. Uh, but after watching it again, I think I've changed my mind a little bit. I think it actually, I think you could make a pretty strong argument that it is a Christmas movie. Like Zach said, there's just too many themes in here, um, you know, references. And even like you said, like there's t- music, um, the score in the background of the movie you know, they play like Ode to Joy in part of it, I think. I don't know. There's too much Christmas in the movie to for it not for the argument to not be made. He turns the one German guy's uh, gray sweatshirt into a solid Christmas sweater by writing ho, ho, ho on it. Yeah. And throws a Santa hat on him. Yeah, I always thought the argument was kind of just like, oh, it takes place on Christmas and that sort of thing. But after watching the movie, I'm like... I mean, there's Christmas music. There's a lot of references throughout the movie. Like, I was like, definitely, it, it, I mean, it's a Christmas movie. It might not have your, like, lighthearted themes of uh, family and, you know, togetherness and the holidays and that sort of stuff. But, I mean, it's all there. I, I do think it is a Christmas movie. If you want to point at action movies that take place at Christmas time but are not Christmas movies, I would say... Point point that cannon at Lethal Weapon, but don't come at Die Hard like that. <laughs> Never seen Lethal Weapon. Lethal Weapon is an action movie that takes place at Christmas time, but like there's maybe like one or like at one point you see Christmas lights in a Christmas tree. 
but like there's not a lot about it that screams Christmas. The other thing I wanted to I wanted to bring up is it just me or is it pretty crazy how quickly he adapts to being in this plaza that like he's not supposed to know where anything is. Like John McClane goes full Kevin McAllister in this bitch, setting traps and shit. <laughs> I was gonna say that, and it's like this it's like motherfucker, yeah. motherfucker, you just got it here. Is, you got here weird twenty minutes you, before these bad guys. You'd think that based on his actions in this movie, John McClane's like was part of SEAL Team Six and is just like this <laughs> badass who can like, but he's just like a New York cop. Like not saying that's a bad thing, but like you know, he's just like a uniform cop. That's one thing that the movie was praised for was that John McClane isn't the I guess at the time with action movies, there was these, these, wow, I really butchered my words there. There were these movies where the male protagonist was this insane, perfectly sculpted human, like Arnold Schwarzenegger, and they couldn't do anything wrong. And they were just perfect human beings, just like lighting lighting up the place with a machine gun. But this is a little different. I, oh, there are still machine guns, but... Um, there are more faults with Bruce Willis's character. Also, I wanted to tell a small anecdote that when I was in ninth grade, I went through <laughs> driver's training and my driver's ed teacher, when I signed up, I didn't know what his name was. And it was John McClane. I swear <laughs> to God, <laughs> I signed up with John McClane and I literally had the thought because like, I had never seen the movies, but I knew enough about them to know. And I was like, wait, am I signing up <laughs> with the guy from Die Hard? And... This guy couldn't be more opposite of John McClane. He was like the biggest nerd um, and dork, and he was a legend. Randall, I need to no talk way. to you after this to find out if, if we're from the same area. Because no way. Lincoln Park. Okay, my algebra teacher was named John McClane, and he used to teach driver's ed. And oh, no way. Big, dorky, nerdy guy. <laughs> aviator glasses. What the fuck? Yes. Yes, that's him. <laughs> yep. My algebra teacher was Randall's driving instructor. That's amazing. Did we just become best friends? <laughs> you guys want to make a bunk bed? He used to wear this uh, Star Trek Enterprise belt buckle. <laughs> he always and... had this brown briefcase when I knew him. That's what he was known for. And a, you know, and a lab uh... coat, a burgundy lab coat. Yeah, he would I've wear that. Yes, that is so hype. Oh my this is gosh, awesome. this guy's a legend. Oh I'm not a crazy oh person God. over here this who's like, awesome. I swear, this guy was real. Yeah, my uh, junior or senior year of high school, he was forced to retire. One of those teachers that was like good at their job, so can't have them hanging around. Oh no. Wow. <laughs> Interesting note about this movie was that, as you said, it's a book. Um, I believe it's in a series of books. Um, and the first novel of this series was turned into a movie in like the 19 like 60s or 70s. The sequel, which became Die Hard, was in development for like a decade. And at the time that the first movie was made, they basically offered the role to Frank Sinatra to reprise. And by the time they started making this movie, Sinatra was still supposedly attached to this movie for a while and then it got to the point where they're like no, seriously, like, no, you can't have, like, an 80-year-old Frank Sinatra <laughs> climbing around the ductwork in that. So it became this, yeah, it became this thing, and Bruce Willis was basically a TV actor at the time, and when he was cast for this, like, action hero role, people were like, no, he's not an action star. And this movie really kind of helped change the idea of what you could do with an action hero. Any memorable scenes or, or quotes Obviously, there's the yippee ki motherfucker. Um, but any scenes or quotes that stood out to you? I got something that I want to say about the yippee ki motherfucker real quick. So I don't know if you guys are familiar with the uh, censored, like, rated R movies no. for TV where they, like, abridge certain, <laughs> like, censor uh, F-bombs. And with that one, they say, yippee ki Mr. Falcon. <laughs> Which... <laughs> what? I love so much Mr. Mr. Falcon. Mr. Falcon. Who is? Oh my god. That's funny. Yeah, I always liked uh in I think it's snakes <clears throat> on a plane. It's like it's like these these monkey farming snakes on this Monday through Friday plane or something like that. Oh my god. I have I've had it with these monkey fighting snakes on this Monday to Friday plane. <laughs> oh my god. And then there's then there's one uh, uh from Pulp Fiction where uh, Samuel L. Jackson says I got my eyes wide, focused, open. Oh, my God. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. That's creative. That's creative. 
Like, who comes up with that? I wonder who just, like, sits there. You guys, the best one, though, I think is uh, from The Big Lebowski. And it's when, um, uh, gosh, I can't think of his name. But but John Goodman's character is, like, beating the crap out of this car with a hockey stick. And he's yelling, Walter, Walter this is what happens when you find a stranger in the Alps. And it's censoring, this is what happens when you fuck a stranger in the ass. <laughs> <laughs> This is what happens when you find a stranger in the Alps. It's so weird. That doesn't mean anything. Uh, Literally means nothing. Wow. I I does it just have to? I I imagine it just has to like match the mouth movement or something. I guess or they just yeah. literally looking for words that start with an F and an S and yeah have no point. <laughs> I would love to have that job of like okay find creative ways to work around these swear words. Mr. Yeah. So Falcon's here's great. So here's the script for this R-rated movie. Okay, your job is to replace all the curse words. Okay. <laughs> but, like, you can't make it sound anything remotely like a curse word. All right. Yeah, pay me to do that. I'm I'm all about that. That's got to be good money. It's got to be an intern's job. They have to stick that with the <laughs> interns, put all the pressure on them. I mean, I got one that, that I think there's a lot of great little one-liners that McLean has. And one of the first ones you hear is the um, when he when he tries to call the cops and the woman on the other end is like whoever you are this is a secure line for emergency calls only, and John McClane no fucking shit lady does it sound like I'm ordering a pizza? <laughs> yeah, yeah. Their little well, message gets that me. One. She's like, uh, yeah, this this is really is for emergency lines only. He's like, fine, call the cops, come down here and arrest me. I'm at Nakatomi Plaza. We're gonna have to report you to the FCC. Report me, arrest me, send someone down here to come get me. I don't give a shit. Yeah, I I think one of my favorite lines is from uh, Holly Gennaro McLean when uh, the one the one guy comes in and he's like smashing shit. He's smashing like the table full of glasses. And the, the pregnant lady's like, man, he looks pissed. And Holly's like, oh, he's still alive. What? Oh, only John can drive somebody that crazy. <laughs> like, that's 100% something I fully expect to hear someone say about their significant other. What about uh, Theo? He was uh, one of the terrorists who's, like, monitoring the, the cameras and, and doing the lockpicking and stuff. He's like, all right, listen up, guys. Twas the night before Christmas and all through the house. Not a creature was stirring except... The four assholes coming in the rear in standard two by two cover formation. <laughs> also, clearly a Christmas a movie, right? Come on, it's not just like snowing in the background. They're reciting the right. night before Christmas here. I just want to say they paint the FBI as total fucking idiots. Like, like the okay. the whole time, yeah. like they're warmongers. <laughs> Basically, they're like, we might le- we might lose twenty five percent of the hostages. <laughs> That's a chance I'm willing to take. <laughs> Reminds me of Saigon, right? I was, I was in, in junior high, asshole. Yeah. I like to God. have more faith in the FBI than what was shown in the movie. <laughs> the movie's very anti-FBI. The FBI's yeah. had a they're bad They're like, run they're going to cut late. the power exactly like we want them to. <laughs> like They're just total dicks. They like show up, and they're like, yeah, I'm Johnson, and he's Johnson. No relation. <laughs> I'm in control of this scene. Not anymore. Hey, did you guys... So there was an old episode of South Park. Um, I can't remember how it was a long time ago where the guys play like they play detective agency or something. And so like, oh, yeah, Mm -hmm. (laughs) they're playing and like they're solving some sort of nonsensical thing. And they're like, (laughs) they they finish everything. And then like the rich kids show up. (laughs) They're like, wait, we did. We're in charge of this. Not anymore. We're the FBI. (laughs) And they're all like decked out. In sunglasses and suits. And that's just what this movie, I'm like, oh, okay, this is exactly where they got this. Like, no, you're not in charge anymore because we have more money and we're the FBI. I also love the scene with, uh, oh my God, now I can't remember his name, Ellis. When John first shows up and he's talking, um, he's with Takagi and they walk into the office and Ellis is sitting there and he's like, this is Holly's husband. He's a cop. And he's just like, yeah, you missed a bit. <laughs> like, it's super obvious. He was just doing a line of coke in the office. <laughs> and John's just like, yeah, you you missed some. And he's like, oh, oh I was just looking at files. <laughs> yeah, I wrote down, is this what it's like living, like working in an office building in the 80s? That, that's like the stereotype. <laughs> yeah, two people just were everywhere in an office. That was insane. Yeah, I know. They were in the I'm bathroom. Like, and oh my God. <laughs> like... That's weird. Christmas no parties, way. man. I mean, if you do? believe Wolf of Wall Street, then yeah. I haven't about seen what that like. movie. 
It's a good movie. Next, next week. Stay tuned. <laughs> wow. I just got it spoiled for me. Thank you. <laughs> what? Yep, that's I'm just kidding. Spoiler. You're right. Not a whole movie. You know the whole movie is two people fucking off. <laughs> I'm just messing around. I know that there's a lot of promiscuity going on. And, a lot uh, of drugs. Wolf, yeah, if you a lot of watch, stocks. Uh, if you wanted to watch DiCaprio and Margot Robbie go at it for three hours, I mean, that's Wolf of Wall Street is where it's going to happen. That sounds pretty good. If you want to watch uh, hot. Leonardo DiCaprio pretend he's super high on Quaaludes, then that's the movie for you. Pretend. Quaaludes is such a funny word. It is. <laughs> I know. I love saying it. <laughs> <laughs> Quaaludes. <laughs> so this week's podcast is brought to you by Surfside Sips. They make high-impact glass straws. They're a family-owned company. And, and what's better than saving... Saving the turts, you know? The turts? <laughs> the turts? You know, I'm one of those people who hates using paper straws. Paper straws fucking Paper straws suck. suck. I love the worst what solution. they do. I love the, that we're, we're minimizing the use of plastic straws. I enjoy that. Paper straws suck ass. They suck. They're the worst possible solution because, turns out, guess what? Paper and water don't fucking mix, okay? I don't know who came up with it, but it doesn't work. Even though even though they put coating on it to try and help, it doesn't work. It just gets soggy, and you end up throwing it away anyway, and that's just more waste. And so, But you know what doesn't get soggy? Glass. Yeah. Glass straws from Surfside Sips. And if you want to get some glass straws from Surfside Sips, you can use coupon code COCKTAILS AND CLASSICS, spelled out. That's COCKTAILS, A-N-D, CLASSICS, for 20% off your order. And if you're looking for a business to support during this time, seems like a good idea. Today's episode is brought to you by Audible. Audible is the leading provider of spoken word entertainment and audiobooks, ranging from bestsellers to celebrity memoirs, news, business, and self-development. But essentially what it is, is every month you get one credit to pick any title, plus two Audible originals from their monthly selection. So, Dylan and Zach, what are your experiences with Audible? So working from home nowadays, I recently used Audible to rip through one of my favorite book series. It's always great to go back and revisit some of your favorites. And since we've recently done From Russia with Love, you could could check out some of Ian Fleming's books on Audible. Uh, they have Dan Stevens, Toby Stevens, uh, Damian Lewis, many great narrators read through Diamonds Are Forever from Russia with Love, Live and Let Die. So Maybe you want to get into the James Bond novels as well as the movies. To start your free 30-day trial, go to audibletrial.com slash cocktails and classics, all lowercase. Again, that's audible.com slash cocktails, A-N-D, classics. After your free trial is up, it costs $14.95 per month. However, there are no commitments, and if you can't decide what to listen to, that's okay. You can roll your credits over up to one year. Well, Cam and Randall, you can... And Ben, did you did you play against Randall? Did you play some trivia? Against uh, I played no. I played against Randall back in college. Uh, ah. at at the old the old Tower Inn. We can revive the the rivalry, the the cross group rivalry here. <laughs> yeah, there's a lot of rivalry. I have rivalries <laughs> with uh, with Cam and Ben. <laughs> wow. And those old those guys are... that hang out at the bar on Tuesdays. <laughs> I don't have my friends with me here. I'm, I'm. The truth is, I'm not good at trivia, but my friends are. Uh, <laughs> that's okay. You can you can bond with Zach over uh, John McLean driver's ed slash algebra teacher. <laughs> <laughs> that's true. At least we have that, and you can't take that away from us. Damn it. <laughs> You may know, Randall, but a little bit of a tradition around here is Zach will take over and throw us through a trivia quiz. So, Zach, what do you got for us on Die Hard? I gotta tell you, I was kind of worried there. You guys were ruining a few of my trivia questions. Uh, And by you guys, I mean Ben. Um, I still got plenty, though, and some really good ones. Uh... The first one I'll give I'll give it to you. Question one, including Frank Sinatra, how many celebrities turned down the role of John McClane before Bruce Willis accepted it? Is it A four, B eight, or C twelve? I'll go B. I was gonna ask. Do you, did you want to go first, second, or third, Randall? Well, I 12? guess fourth even since wow. there's four of us here. I'm yeah. calling the shots. But, oh shit! <laughs> <laughs> All right. 
Look, I like Randall's confidence, but he's dead wrong. It's definitely 12. See, final <laughs> answer. I'm just kidding. I don't know, but we're going to find out. This is going to look really good if I'm correct, but really bad if I'm not. The way you guys kind of talked about how he was like a, a TV star and that he wasn't made for it makes me want to say that he would have been pretty low on the totem pole, making it like 12, but... twelve's a lot. That is a lot. But at the same time, it sounds like the movie had been kicking around in development for a while, too. I know of a couple. You know, I'm going to side with Cam here, and I'm also going to say 12. Uh, I I think I think Bruce was like, last choice, and they're like, shit, let's go with this guy, I guess. Um, So, I'm, I'm probably way off base. But I think, I'm, I'm going to go with four. And I think it's because they were with Sinatra for such a long time that, like, by the time he turned it down, they had just, like, a short list of other people. And I think from the start, they kind of wanted a more everyman, so that kind of ruled out, like, the Schwarzenegger and Stallone aspect of it. Oh, I think they saw, I think they saw Bruce Willis on Moonlighting and were like, you know what, we can, we can make something out of that. And he was, like, the fourth person overall, so I'm going to say four. Or he was the fifth, I guess. Well, if Ben's correct, the other two were Sly Stallone and Arnold Schwarzenegger, though, because those two both turned it down. So, um, after Sinatra turned it down, uh, the following actors also turned down the role of John McClane. Sylvester Stallone, Harrison Ford, Robert De Niro, Charles Bronson, Nick Nolte, well, Mel I'm Gibson... Out. Richard Gere, Don Johnson, yes. Reynolds, it's Clint Eastwood, and Richard Dean Anderson, who I actually had to look up, played MacGyver. Oh. Wow. That's, for them to go an everyday man, that's a lot of big names. Yeah. yeah. Like Ben said, I mean, Moonlighting, Bruce Willis won two Emmys for basically a comedy. Like, he was not an action star at the time. This movie is what made him an action star. Interesting. So to recap, uh, that puts Cameron and Dylan at one point apiece, and Ben and Randall tied at zero. All right, delete that. We're just going um, <laughs> to delete my answer. We're going to run it back. And we're going to start fresh with the All right. next question. Question one, which famous right, singer had first dibs on playing the role of John McClane? <laughs> A, Patrick Swayze, B, Michael Jackson, or C, Frank Sinatra? Michael Patrick Jackson. Swayze wasn't you even imagine? a famous singer. Why is he the number one on your list? Well, I guess you I'm glad I didn't. A, you could Listen, pick a different had... singer. Trick question. D. Paul McCartney. <laughs> Can we just take a moment and appreciate Michael Jackson playing this character in Die Hard in at 1988? <clears throat> <Simone>. <laughs> he would have lit the lighter. He would have lit the lighter in the vent and probably caught fire. <laughs> oh jeez. Oh, <laughs> oh, question number two, and this one. This one is really our bread and butter. I, I expect you guys to get this one. It's oh, an inflation question. <laughs> it is not an inflation <laughs> question. <laughs> How many pre-1989, it's important, Playboy Playmates are seen in the film? Oh, my God. A, one, B, two, or C, three? And I'll have you know in my show notes, I actually used the wrong scene. So I'm fixing that now. Oh, I'm going to go with B, two. Uh, bonus points if you can name them. I cannot. Oh well, actually, I, I can. Jeez, <laughs> um. <laughs> I don't know. Uh, I'm gonna say one. That would be. What was it last time? Wasn't the meme like it was the same person? <laughs> I what? don't remember what you're talking about. In uh, oh, the yeah, last in... meme I was thinking of was when you guys pretended for a good hour and a half of a podcast you didn't know who Abella Danger was. Okay, I, I, still I did not know who... I still don't really know, but I know from you telling me. But. Um, I'm afraid I do know. <laughs> and Dr. Strangelove, they, yes. this was the same question, uh -huh. and the actress was also was the one in the, in the magazine. and in the magazine, oh, so it was yes. a trick question. I don't do trick questions. You guys should know that by now. The questions are very straightforward. The answers are almost always correct. <laughs> That's really what you want out of your trivia questions, to be... Almost like almost always correct. Speaking of Playboy, and we haven't talked about this yet, but Dylan is wearing a white bathrobe. No, that's Hugh Hefner over there. That's that's crazy. Crazy. I'm talking to you the full, the full experience. Like a goddamn that's, white trash Hugh Hefner. 
that's a usual attire for Dylan. That's not surprising. This is I was gonna give you the full cocktails and classics experience. This is how we record. Yeah, this I'm is usually Dylan, in my robe. Dylan comes in a robe like seventy percent of the time. Wow, that's pretty hype. I yeah. didn't know that. It's some. Um, it's a tremendous amount of respect right there. It's something. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks, Love Cameron. I appreciated robe. that. I was gonna say uh, three C. Uh, I think there's a lot of Playboy models in here. Yeah, I'm going to say two. And I think uh, the reason he said 1989 is because this movie came out in 88. And I'm going to guess probably someone like uh, the actress who played Holly probably got like some sort of feature or something the next year after the movie had come out. As soon as it came out at Christmas time. So I'm going to guess that it was only two. And then that's the meme is that the third one came afterwards. Zach with the classic trick question. Randall said two. Ben said two. Cameron said two. No, yes. I said one. I said you one. said one, and Dylan said three. You guys, I I really appreciate you trying to play the meme to come up with the answer, but you didn't play enough memes. The very first Playboy model that you see, uh, there's the centerfold, the woman in the magazine in the uh, the elevator, the air vent that uh, John McClane's navigating through. Her name is Pamela Stein. She was the uh, Playboy Playmate yes, of the I Month. Yes, I know her well. November 1987. Mm, yes, yeah, a classic issue. <laughs> There's also May 1982 star Kim Malin, who was uh, caught having sex with one of the hostages. All right, that and, was my other one. And the third one is the July 1988 Playmate of the Month, Terry Lynn Doss, who played the woman at the airport who runs past McLean to hug another one of the passengers. That was my exact oh my God, thought process too. for the God. second oh. the second layer I, of the meme. There were no playmates after 1988. No. Oh, the 1989 really? was there to throw you off. Oh. I thought it was Bruce Willis. <laughs> Centerfold model. <laughs> I figured the one in the airport and the one that was caught having sex in one of the rooms and I almost kind of that's that was if there were three. I figured those two and the one in the the magazine. All right, that gives Dylan a Damn. commanding two-point lead over most of you and a one-point lead over Cameron. Now, uh, for question number three, I need to go a bit meta because we said some things during the podcast that were not correct. <laughs> Namely, oh. Ben did. <laughs> I can ask you the trivia regarding that thing, or I can ask you a different trivia question. Or, because we have an extra member, we could do both. Let's do both. Yeah. All right. Uh, question number three. Where was Bruce Willis born? A, America, B, Germany, or C, the Soviet Union? Wow. Weird. Came up with this one myself, by the way. I'm going to go with B, Germany. Just because I've guessed B for the other two, so... <laughs> I've noticed that you got a pattern. <laughs> Say what you want about Randall. He's very quick on the draw. Did you usually guess B during uh, John McClane's test in school? <laughs> oh, my God. Well, I tried Because I did. I, uh, can't even remember. Can't even remember. I was in a daze the whole time. I don't think you're supposed to drive like that. <laughs> <laughs> no, I was good. I was just, you know, a lot of, lot of quaaludes. Lots of quaaludes. <laughs> Randall would come out of a back office. Like, I was just, I was doing some files <laughs> just ripping cigs and doing construction my guy oh yeah <laughs> um i'm gonna also say germany as well his name cannot be bruce willis then like he, if he's not from america i feel like bruce willis is a very like <laughs> it's like alan smith name <laughs> like like he he came over here and got a stage name I'm, i feel like i don't know maybe he was born on base or something oh shit Oh, don't don't tell him that, Randall. That's what I was thinking. I just didn't want him to know. He the was amount, he would have sold amount that out. You guys help each other is one of my favorite parts of the podcast. I love putting <laughs> questions together where you guys can help each other but still get it and, wrong. And Those still are get my it favorites. <laughs> well, if if he was born on base, and in that scenario, it's got to be Germany then, because it's like post. I don't know how old Bruce Willis is, but I'm thinking like post World War II. Germany is still split into East and West Berlin. He was, he's probably. Oh, but then you got to, is it, are you asking about which modern day country or are you asking at the time? Because if that's the case, he would have said (laughs) East or West Germany. And now you guys are fucked. I'm asking you what country (laughs) Bruce Willis was born in. And if it would help you, 
I will give you the year. No, you don't have to. Also, as a, it does not matter because East or West Germany is always Germany. It's not like, it was never part of the Soviet Union officially. It was just under Soviet control. So that's not really applicable. It doesn't matter. I'm going to go with the other, was it the Soviet, you said, the Soviet Union? Yeah. That's where I'm going. Um, I think I'm going to go Germany. So let me tell you guys, uh, Working together really helped you. Uh, Bruce Willis was born to an American father and a German mother. Nice. On base in West Berlin, <laughs> which actually makes him more German than like the UK-born Alan Rickman and his number two Soviet-born, uh, his name is Carl. The actor's name is Alexander Gadjinov. So yes, Bruce Willis was born in Germany. Interesting. Swish. 1955. <laughs> Buckets. Oh, Sad right. that so... Dylan voted with us, though. <laughs> yeah, that's why, I had to swing. that's why I had to swing for the fences on Russia. Sometimes... Get fucked, Ben. Some... Get fucked. Hey, sometimes you gotta play the game. <laughs> well, Dylan would have been wrong lose, if, someone, you know? if someone wouldn't have given him the army base idea. <laughs> you just wrecked yourself. Congratulations. <laughs> you gave him a 3 nothing lead over you. Jokes on you. Dylan and I are in cahoots. Well, now Cam has. Randall's got one. Cam has two points. I have two. I have two points. Yeah. Only yeah. one point behind, baby. Yeah. The only person who doesn't have any points actually after sweeping last week is Ben. So the fourth question, and these ones always get me excited and nervous when we talk about them pre or like during the show, but pre trivia. Very hot um, and bothered that gets. Yes. The show. <laughs> question number four. Um, Score recap, by the way. Dylan has three points, Cam has two, Randall has one, and Ben has zero. Yeet. Question number four. In the TV (laughs) edit, what was the famous Yippie-Kaye line changed to? Oh, no. Was it A, Yippie-Kaye Melon Farmer, B, Yippie-Kaye Musty Father, or C, Yippie-Kaye Merry Christmas? I feel like this is a tough question because I feel like different networks use different things because I feel like I've heard like four or five different. I know what Randall was talking about earlier, and I promise you it's not Die Hard. Oh. We'll get into it after. I mean, I kind of want it to be Yippee Ki Yay. I want it to be three. I want it to be C so bad, but Dylan needs to pick first and I'm going to go first. No, 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 no. That's not the game. No, this is my game now. That's not how you. No, Look at no, me. no. We Look don't at me. do this that. This is here. my podcast now. Nah, so we don't so, do that here. Since I'm in the lead, I'll <laughs> do, go first, do and then here. you guys can play the game based off of me. Basically, I'm gonna go with Yippie Kaye Melon Farmer. Fuck, that's the answer I would like to also go with, but I can't because it won't matter if I do. I'm gonna go with Hey Merry Christmas. I feel like that'd be funny. I don't think that's right, but. God, I want it to be. That's the one I want it to be. But <laughs> right, that's the one I want it to be. But I don't think it's that. For the record, I do think it's far- it's the melon farmer. But I'm gonna go with Merry Christmas. I think it's melon farmer. I'm gonna go with A. I'm also gonna All go right. with melon farmer. Randall does not go with B. And in a turn of events, Ben got one correct. Yeah. Wow. The answer is Yippee Kai Yay Melon yeah. Farmer. I wanted to go against the grain, but at the same time, I didn't want to put a goose egg on that scoreboard. So sometimes, sometimes you got to hold an L, but you can't go winless. It's just bad. <laughs> you can Two either things. hold a big L or a slightly smaller L, <laughs> but it is still a large L. <laughs> For the second week in a row, somebody had a clean sweep in the trivia. This time it was Lost Dylan. The broom. Got it's because Dylan direct. cheated. Just wait till next week. The second thing. <laughs> Yippee-ki-yay, Mr. Falcon, that Randall brought up earlier, is the TV edit for Die Hard 2. Wow. Whoa. I'm sorry, guys. (laughs) I lied to all of you. Our podcast is just one big misinformation thing. And I didn't even know. I didn't even know. I thought thought it was... the accent dub is really bad. just blew Randall's mind forever. He's going to have to go back to all those people he told that to and apologize. (laughs) So uh, Dylan's our winner. Clean sweep. Congratulations, Dylan. Thanks. I hate you. I'm sorry you couldn't win, Randall. I'm going to stack the... I'm doing the trivia next week, and I'll stack the questions against you. Uh, Randall, (laughs) don't don't worry about it. I've also never won. Does... If you win, do you get a bathrobe? 
What's the, yes, yes. What's the prize? Uh, you yes. get you get one IKEA bathrobe. Apparently, I, mine's, apparently mine got lost in the mail from last week. All yeah, all the like ten that I won got lost in the mail. Actually, well. I think what happens is there's just one, and we have to ship it to uh, the winner. It's the Brotherhood of yes. the Traveling Bathrobe. <laughs> <Which gets kinda laughs> Good thing I wear it naked. So. Yeah, I wash it when I get it, so it's fine. Oh <laughs> no, this is like a cast iron skillet. You're not supposed to wash it. <laughs> Really, I've, I've seasoned it really well really, for you guys. Really soaks in the flavor. Yeah, you're supposed to just rinse it off with water and then coat it in some oil, and then you call it good. I rinse mine off with water and ship it to the next guy. The, the aroma is called Musty Father. <laughs> Before the movie, those of us who have seen it, we wrote down our ratings based off memory and nostalgia. And now I want to know if your rating has changed or not. And since Randall and I have never seen the movie, we'll go first. Okay. Uh, <laughs> yeah, it was. It's it's a great movie. Uh, you know, it's, it's good. You can nitpick a lot of uh, you know the anti-feminism and the xenophobia uh, ad nauseum, but. Um, uh, you could also call it Copaganda, I'm sure. Copaganda. Uh, I like that. I like oh, that. Oh, no. Copaganda. But, uh, yeah, you know, it's uh, it's a good action movie. It's a simple plot. You know, the bad guys are bad. There's no question. You want to see them lose. They lose, and it's hype, and the cop from Family Matters is in it, and he's great. <laughs> and, uh, yeah, I give it an eight. That cop from Family Matters is such a genuine guy. <laughs> Carl Winslow's a G. Hey, all he wanted to do was take home some hostess cakes for his pregnant wife. Just Twinkies. for himself. I don't know if we. But he we did kill not, a kid, yeah. so uh, that was not cool on him. But <laughs> he didn't kill a kid. He did. Yes, kill he did. Oh, that's he right. Said I'm sorry. He did. I'm sorry. You're right. I was, I thought you were talking about the dude at the end. Oh uh, no, of the film. He killed no, uh, right. California he did, Jesus. He did. He did kill a 13 year old, which is bad. So I had never seen Die Hard. I don't think it deserves an 8.3 out of 10 at all. Uh-oh. It is a cheesy POS, in my opinion. Whoa! I Coming think from it's... somebody who loved Jurassic Park. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, Indiana yeah, Jones. It's, it's, I think it's a good and Heathers. action movie, but I think it's just so campy, and that doesn't make it a good movie. Uh, I'll actually probably never watch it again. Uh, it doesn't want I, you to watch it. That's fine. Uh, <laughs> action, it, it's not necessarily my cup of tea. Like, did I enjoy watching this movie? Yeah, it was It was all right, but it's just not, it's not good. Like, like it's like. Dylan's carrying on that Kevin Smith-ish right now, and he's straight up holding a grudge. No, no, I this just. This is for my boy Kevin. <laughs> Two out of ten. I just think this is for my this is for my this is for my dude man Kev Smith. No, I just think when when you think of like action movies, and I feel like you guys are kind of like, oh, it's kind of like the anti-action movie. I'm like, no, it's that it's literally just like Commando, just like all these other like '80s and early '90s like cheesy action movies. Like the fucking part where Hans Gruber at the end is like holding on to her wrist and he like just undoes the Rolex and he like falls. It's awful, man. <laughs> it's a callback to earlier when she yeah. doesn't want to yes, wear when the Rolex. Like, oh, he's got the the Rolex watch. Yeah, no, yeah, I, but I, she doesn't want to wear it to it. begin with. I, uh, it's a callback, Dylan. I understand. I don't the think you did. That doesn't Dylan make has it the good. Of a goldfish. He can't. He can't remember past like the past three minutes. So I, yes. I like I get yes the movie does a good job with the callbacks like oh he he takes his socks off and pulls his feet into balls once he gets <laughs> off the airplane so that's why balls. he's shoeless the whole movie and then they shoot the glass so he has to walk through glass for his wife he he'd walk through broken glass this total simp will walk through broken <laughs> yes. glass for this woman and we're back to simp shaming oh welcome back God. to the cocktails and classics I'm podcast just, <laughs> I'm just going on one there but now I. It's not for me. I'm sure people will enjoy it. It is a Christmas movie. Um, <laughs> and it's there. some people's cup of tea, I'm sure. But I'm going to give it a 4 out of 10. It's just it, I, I didn't really enjoy it that much. One other thing I wanted to say was that the practical effects in that movie are fantastic. And they shot on location, which is also pretty dope. And so when I see stuff like that, that like gets me fired up about a movie. And I add bonus points to that. So. <laughs> That's fair. 
So I would say, based on script and everything, I'd give it a seven. But like, just that extra oomph of practicals and just how authentic it all felt in the action sequences, I give it an extra point four and eight. Anyways, I'm done. I'm sorry. No, actually, shooting on shooting on location actually kind of fucked over the 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 Fox Tower a little bit, the Fox Plaza. Make sure I got the name right. Yeah, the Fox Plaza. Um, because they, they had to enforce like a zero photo policy because people, you know, it's a public building. You just drive by and take a photo of it. Um, I will say this, this movie belongs in like the top tier of action movies. I don't know if it's the greatest ever made, but I will say I, I enjoyed a lot more than movies like a Rambo or a Commando because of the, the differentiator is John McClane is an average guy. He's not this superhero basically in camo clothing um do i think the movie is the greatest thing ever made no but i don't think that's what action movies are going for um i i think action movies similar to most horror movies know what they are they know what they have to be to be successful in their genre and sometimes i think that's a limiter in this time like in this case it's an enjoyable movie not the greatest thing i've ever seen so i'm going to give it a six I'm I'm going to watch it again, but are there movies that we've seen that I'll watch again before Die Hard? Definitely. Yeah. I I will say, like I, yes, I understand it's an action movie and like all that. But like the one guy who like John killed all his friends and then he's like I'm going to get vengeance. Literally has John at gunpoint and then just like decides to fucking fist fight the guy instead of like actually just shooting him. Yeah, that's kind of weird. Why would you not to... kill him? Because he wants to kill him with his bare hands. He killed his brother. Cops the downfall of every enemy in every fucking action movie. I have to make this painful for yeah. you. <laughs> or hero in some movies or TV shows. Yeah. I mean, how many times you know, I'm more of a Hans Gruber it? man myself. I wish he would have killed John. You know, whatever. We wouldn't have had all the other ones. Uh, anyway. <laughs> uh <laughs> Uh, to riff on what Zach said, I do agree about the action movies. I really do like a good action movie, uh, but I hate when action movies just try to pretend that there's something more than that. Like, I think that in order for an action movie to be good, it kind of has to acknowledge that it's an action movie and not something more and try and, like, do a ton of, like... Like, you can have plot, obviously, but not, like, a ton of, like, convoluted plot or character development or any of that stuff. So I really like the John Wick movies because... You know, there's some character stuff in there, but there's not, it's only to establish who he is and the rest of it's just like, you know, pretty much pure plot action, like the whole time, all three movies, like, and, and entirely for those ones, I think it, the entire plot line takes course over the matter of like, like two or three weeks. So, um, and I think this movie was like that. I think that, uh, it was a really good action movie and I think that, um, I think they did a good job with it. I think that the plot wasn't... Again, the plot was simple, as you said. Um, and the action sequences were good. And it wasn't, like... It wasn't too over the top with the action sequences. But also, like, it didn't try and shove a bunch of stuff in my face I didn't care about. Like, we're watching Die Hard here, you know? So, uh, originally when I uh, rated this before, I gave it, like, maybe, like, a 6. But honestly, I'm going to bump it up to a 7. Um, I enjoyed it way more the second time actually watching it, and I did change my mind. I think you can argue that this is a Christmas movie. So, going into this movie, um, I had it at uh, about a seven. Um, I loved this movie growing up, uh, but the last time I had seen it, you know, it didn't hold as much of the nostalgia for me. But it's still just a, it's a fun movie. It This is, it's a popcorn flick. It's a movie you put on... You sit, you just kind of kick back and enjoy it. You don't go to watch this movie for a cinematic masterpiece. Um, with that said, I do love that it does take kind of the everyman and it, you know, it kind of puts it on the one man can make a difference type deal of it. You know, uh, maybe one person can do something, but it doesn't require him to have to look like he eats lightning and craps thunder, to quote Mick from Rocky. Uh, he doesn't have to look chiseled out of marble or like he spends 80 hours a day in the gym. Um, Is that from Rocky Four? Which one? The eat, <laughs> the eat lightning and crap and thunder? 80 days in the gym. 
Oh, no, the it first was one's from Rocky hours a day. One. No, I I don't. The other one's not from a Rocky movie. Are oh, those from but Rocky Four? I also um, rewatching this. I I do really like kind of the, you know, it's an external dialogue because it's not narrated over, but it's all like in his, you know, him talking to himself, you know, talking him through what he's doing, and you know, he's openly admits that he's what he's doing is fucking stupid he shouldn't be doing it uh but he kind of feels like he has the sense to do it um i do agree with randall yes i would call this movie kind of a a copaganda movie but so many of the action movies of the time were i mean that was kind of the bread and butter of the action movie genre um but i still love this movie by god it's a christmas movie it earns its spot as the christmas action movie um everyone check it out watch it at least once if you like home alone this is like home alone with guns and shit it's cool (laughs) (laughs) uh so yeah i'm i'm gonna bump it up from a seven to a seven and a half yeah i'll watch this movie plenty of more times in the future uh randall where can people find you where can people find the things you do uh i just recently got on instagram and that's Instagram slash Randall Floyd Cooper. And then I also have a subreddit that's just r slash uh, Randall Cooper where I post my dumb stories. Oh, dumb stories. Those are my favorite kinds. Dumb stories. Oh, yeah. You know, just uh, a, lot of, a lot of ridiculousness, humorous dialogue, outrageous situations. A lot of goofs. A lot of gaffes. It's a fan fiction. <laughs> uh, a lot of, here's, here's one. A lot of uh, ha-has and guffaws. are not allowed to talk about in our Audible ad. Uh, <laughs> the boy under is, the, the stairs? This one is, no, it's an American in Hogwarts. Oh, yeah. So. Very popular series. Yeah. Wow. Part, part 25. 26. Very popular. Jesus. Everyone has been so supportive of it, and they've been like, I don't, I don't know. They just keep wanting more every week, so people like it. Don't forget to rate and subscribe and check out Randall, Instagram, his subreddit, read his shit, listen to his shit. He makes some tunes. Hit us up on Instagram at Cocktails and Classics Pod. Use the hashtag Cocktails and Classics to send us your movie and drink recommendations. Thanks for tuning in. <laughs> uh, smash that like button. Smash that MF like button. But as always, watch responsibly. <laughs>